0: Welcome to Coffee and Tea with SNL, everything you love about your favorite coffee shop, all wrapped up in a podcast. I'm Lisa, and I'm passionate about tea, travel, good food, and great conversations,
1: and anything that makes me grow. I'm Sabine, and I create spaces that people enjoy. I'm also a wife, mother of two, a coffee lover, and enjoy a great scented candle.
0: We're two great friends, committed to living our best lives and seeing others live theirs. Welcome to Coffee and Tea. Sabine, I feel like I haven't seen you in eight thousand million hundred years. How are you?
1: <laughs> Hello. And we're seeing each other virtually. Yeah, by the way. So um it has But well, it's been, better than nothing. It's better than nothing, but it has been a minute. I'm loving your hair, by the way.
0: I have That's to. Love how long?
1: Having- it's been
0: i had to learn how to do my own hair this is how desperate i'm impressed I good COVID. job I did my own twists. Well, i'm impressed i may be switching careers by the time i'm out of this house <laughs> right but yeah thank
1: you <laughs> yeah i'm i'm rocking um my coils my wash and go well you have um, such cute easy hair in that way so yeah, I love it. Oh, thank you. Um, and I had to do Nadia's hair, which you know I don't touch that. You girl's don't ever hair. do Nadia's hair. <laughs> I don't
2: is ever. she still alive? <laughs> she
1: is. She was rocking like an afro and like a bun for a while, and I was like, her hair is gonna break off. Let me do something with it. Yeah, Like it. It. it's gonna be like one big tangle. By the time this is
0: an entanglement, a different kind of a different kind, <laughs> yeah,
1: a different kind of entanglement. <laughs> uh, but the girl that does her hair. Um, she, she's not doing hair right now, so I had to figure it out. I did some two, trans, two strand twist, and I sent it to her. And she was like, "That did looks she good." Well, she didn't say good. She said it's okay, but
0: we will take okay.
1: <laughs> I will take. You okay. are not a hairdresser.
0: <laughs> I am not a hairdresser. We will take okay.
1: Yes, we will take okay. That's awesome. So, um, yeah, so that was really funny. Um, so, but yes, how have you been? It has been a while.
0: Yeah, it has been a while. Um, I think all of us are clearly going through this collective adventure trauma experience that is 2020, you know, COVID had its, is still having its way with us in some, so many ways. And then of course in the U S we have a lot of the racial unrest that's going on, but that's also actually been a catalyst for a lot of things all over the globe. So there's just a lot going on. And um, so I'm well, but it just feels like 2020 has been kind of nonstop one thing after the other, after the other.
1: It really has. Um, It was funny because, well, not funny, but Antoine and I, we were in the car and with the kids and Nadia, who's our daughter Nadia, who's nine, she, I guess Antoine and I were talking, I forgot what specifically about, but she just all of a sudden, you know, jerks out, all you guys talk about is COVID and, or she she didn't say COVID, she said coronavirus and being Black. And... Was we she like upset about it, each other. or was she, she just was like really emotional? Like, I'm so oh. tired of this conversation. Like, why are we just always talking about these two topics? And in my head, I'm like, these are the only two topics that are important right now. Like, this is um. life, you know. In my head, of course. And so me and Antoine just looked at each other and we kind of paused. And and she says, "You guys are always laughing. Wait, about those two topics." Yeah, about – we're very, like, sarcastic, and we kind of turn everything into, like – we just love laughter. I mean, you know me. I'm, like, always cracking up, Mm -hmm. um, probably at times where I shouldn't be. And so we're just always sarcastic, always making jokes and making light of things, I should say. And so – but we just kind of paused because she was, like, in tears in the car. Mm. And so my husband turns around and says, well, Nadia, sometimes – we have to laugh about things um, to not be sad, you know? Mm. Um, And so I just kind of thought, and she just was like crying. Like, she's like, everything is not about, you know, being black and, 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 um, coronavirus, coronavirus, you know, and then, and then the next day she says, why do you get so excited when you like see a black person on TV or when you see a black and I had to explain to her, I was like, how do I explain this to a nine-year-old? I had to explain to her, like even her dolls, right? I make such a big deal about like, Ooh, like look at this doll. Look at this doll. You got the doll in the Afro. You got the doll with the straight hair. You got the doll with the waves. Like, when we were growing up, I was like, there were no black dolls, Nadia. There was nothing to choose from. Like there was nothing that looked <laughs> like me. So when I see some, when I see a black doll, when I see a black person on TV, I'm like, oh, representation. I get you're, so excited.
0: You're making so. yourself sound like you're a hundred by the way. Cause I'm like, I'm older than you and I had black dolls, but I know what you mean in terms of just the choices are not the same that they're not what they used to be, which is true. Like you can get it. Right. Yeah, you could never. I, yeah, I don't think I had a doll with like a fro before. But right. when I look at the dolls now, I'm like, you could get dolls that look, whether you have braids or twists or a fro or straight hair or curly hair or, you know. Right. So,
1: yes, representation matters. Representation, yes. Yeah. So and when I see somebody who looks like me on television or, I mean, even as a designer, like... I have never seen so many black interior designers. Um, and so now I'm at this point where, especially since, you know, the awareness of black businesses, like everybody's into wanting to support black businesses now, Mm -hmm. which is amazing. Um, because we typically don't see the representation. I think I saw, um, you know, share the mic hashtag share the mic. They Mm -hmm. had one for, um, uh, calligraphers oh wow okay I was like whoa
0: <laughs> yeah that so has actually been just... really cool to see like the, yeah. or even just people celebrities I followed for years who never had a black or brown face on their page they now suddenly have black women or black people in their ads or on their yes. Instagram so on one hand it's kind of jarring because I'm actually not used to it but yeah. on another hand it is encouraging and I hope that whatever this wave of change is is a permanent one I hope, but so. it has yeah, been I hope interesting. it's not just a
1: trend. Yeah. You know,
0: difficult conversations. It's, it's been, a, it's been, a, it's been intense kind of like the it rest has. of 2020. It's been, there have been high points. There have been low, low points,
1: but yeah. it, it's, it's an interesting time to be alive really for has. sure. Yeah, it really is. Um, so I'm actually really excited about our, our guest today. Um, or I shouldn't say today actually. Yes, <laughs> because we talked to, yeah, we talk to 2 months ago. 2 months ago. You guys <laughs> are just listening it today. <laughs> Our covid life, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, so it's just been a lot. I guess, you know, to tell everyone, it's just been a lot. Um we haven't talked in a while and I just feel like life has been a lot.
0: Life has been intense for, and again, I don't think there's anyone listening to this on planet Earth who cannot relate. So, which is what, which is what is also unusual about this time is that it is a collective global experience in the way that very few things have ever been in my lifetime, at least. But um, yes, today's guest is Sathya Tripodi, who is, and this is just an, a unique interview on a couple of levels. This is the first time we've spoken to someone who is in the multi-level marketing space. She's also really into wellness and health because she sells essential oils. And um, she really goes into depth about what they are and how they work. And it's great to see someone in a space that can tend to have a bad rap at times, be so successful about it, so so successful in it rather, and have such a, just a positive, chill, pressure-free outlook. So I think... This episode will teach a lot in a couple of levels, the wellness piece and also how Sathya approaches her
1: business. Yeah, I agree. Um, This was a a different, I guess, business owner, I'll say. Um, But I loved her. I mean, I loved her overall vibe. Um, I also loved her approach to business, Mm -hmm. you know, um, because when you do think of multi-level marketing, a lot of times you think of like the the pushy, the, like, she's just opposite of that, you know, mm-hmm. yet she's pretty successful. Like, you know, she's able to provide for her family because of this. Like, it's not just a little, you know, a little hobby that she's doing because she has nothing else to do. Like this is a, a legit business. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I learned so much about her and too, she has this focus on serving that she talks yes. about, which I really loved. So I'm excited. Um, to re-listen to our chat with her again. Yes, so without further ado, enjoy our conversation.
0: Before we jump into any of the details, I'm going to go around the table with the ladies and ask what's in their cups. So ladies, what are you drinking?
2: We'll let the guests go first. Uh, thank you so much. I'm really excited to jump in this podcast with you guys. Um, this is so fun. It's like having coffee with some friends, which is Something I really miss. So I'm having an oat milk latte that I make myself at home, and it's been my little treat that I really enjoy every morning with some honey and some cinnamon. And uh, yeah, that's it. That sounds good. <laughs> I have a Peruvian
1: blend coffee with. I always joke around because I always love cream, so I have evaporated milk in mine with a touch of Himalayan salt. Yum! That sounds good.
0: I love that you salt your coffee. Like yeah. that's just, I'm sure that adds another dimension it of does. flavor. I have not tried that yet. It does. So I'm holding it down for the tea drinkers here. And I'm having an organic Bangkok green tea. So going back to my, my you know, my fake Asian roots. So it's organic green tea with coconut, lemongrass, ginger, and vanilla. And I have a little bit of honey in that as well. Oh, that sounds good. So yes, that's what I'm drinking. So, for some background, Sathya is kind of like my BFF that I've never met in real life. I discovered you by a mutual friend of ours in my mind. She's actually your friend, um, <laughs> Adrian Mishler, who anyone who listens to this podcast has heard me talk about yoga with Adrian about a hundred times. So, I subscribed to her membership, and she has some videos for members that are you know exclusive videos that are not on the YouTube channel. And that's where I discovered. Safia. She did a series of videos on essential oils. And I just was, I had recently gotten into oils, I think before I saw that video and noticed that you used the same brand as oils. I just started using and you just had the, she just had the best vibe. She was just cool, had a lot of knowledge, not judgmental, but great perspective. That just was so much about your spirit that I loved that I ran to Instagram right after that started following you. And then probably shortly after that, probably started DMing you. I was looking at our chat history and we've been DMing for about two years now. I'm like, oh, I didn't know it's been that long. But um, then we finally talked and now you're here on the podcast. But um, it's super great to have you. Thank you. It was great, again, meeting you meeting you via Yoga with Adrian. But welcome to our show. And Thank we you. can't wait to hear kind of all about you.
2: Yeah, it was a really great little door that opened there, which I always love when you can take um, a friendship or a connection off of the internet and put it into real life. Yeah. <laughs> that, those are the moments where I realize it really is worth it to put some time into building those relationships on social media, even though it can seem sometimes like a just a strange thing to try to connect to people virtually like that. But it turns out to be a really great avenue for friendship too
1: it really does so i guess with that Safia, tell us a little bit about yourself your background what you do
2: okay yeah so i live in a little suburb of Austin, Texas called Dripping Springs. It's a little town, but I grew up in Austin. Originally I'm from Mexico City. My parents moved here to Texas when I was four years old though. So I grew up in Texas. My brother is seven years older than me. So he was about 11. And uh, so he had a little bit more time growing up in Mexico than I did, but we both essentially grew up here. And I am married. I have two kids. They're boys, uh, ages six and nine. So they're a lot of fun, um, you know, but also kind of wild and and uh, ridiculous. So <laughs> we we laugh a lot. We get frustrated at each other a lot, and then you know, and then we all hug at the end of the day. So that's kind of how the daily life as a mom rolls. But uh, with essential oils, I've been tapping into that avenue for for about five years. I think April was my five-year anniversary of when I started using essential oils and really getting into them. I was introduced to them just like so many other people are through a friend who I trusted. She was also a mom. We had very small children at the same time and she was using them and she was a pediatric nurse practitioner so I just felt confident that her advice was sound and based in science and just trusted her as a friend, really. So she gave me some oils to try out just for some different things. And we had some great results. And very quickly, all four of us at home became interested in checking. Even the one-year-old baby at the time was like reaching for the oils and (laughs) rolling them on his feet and things like that. And, you know, they're just kids are intuitive. And my husband and I were both like, hey, this is really cool. So let's learn some more about it. And uh, little by little, it definitely is a little bit of a learning curve when you start out, if you've never used something like that before, to kind of explore. Uh, But little by little, we learned how to use them and Ever since then, we've just been incorporating them into just about every routine you can think of at home, whether it's cleaning our home or our skincare routines or settling down for bedtime and relaxation or relieving stress and things like that. We just lean into that resource and that tool pretty heavily around the house. So as a result of really enjoying the oils, uh, the same friend who got me into them, offered me, uh, just, just threw out the idea really, to explore the, uh, the income opportunity that is possible to go for when, you, when you're a member of Young Living uh, Essential Oils. Uh, and so I kind of jumped in with both feet right away. I really felt like at that moment, I needed some additional income for my family that I wasn't able to bring in unless I were to go back to work, at least part time. And I had already done that before, and really it was a strain on us with really young children, uh, with me going back to work part-time. So I thought, really, this seems like an option that I had never explored, I'd never considered running a business from home or doing any kind of entrepreneurial pursuit, but it kind of fell in my lap and I thought, you know, why not give it a shot and see how it goes? And I remember asking her if she thought it would be possible to bridge this income gap that we had at the time. And uh, and she said, yeah, I think you can, you know, it's just gonna take some time and some work and I can help you through it. And so that's, that gave me some confidence and I just jumped in and started learning. Um, and, and sure enough, it is, uh, it is work. It doesn't just come easily. It takes time, and it takes patience, um, and mostly it just takes consistency. So I've been working that business for almost as long as I've been using the oils, and really what I've seen the most from it is a lot of personal growth, and the income has been great too. I definitely did achieve that, that goal of, of bridging that income gap that we needed, that got us through some times that, where we just you know needed that extra cash. And so that was really awesome. And, and then from there, it was like, well, what else could I do? You know, the, because it, the possibilities is, are, is there for continued growth. So that's what I do. I juggle my time between um, just, you know, being with my kids and my family and running a little at-home network marketing business through Young Living. I love that. I guess there's so much out there with essential oils.
1: Can you, and I love your description of it. So can you kind of share with our listeners? What
2: exactly are essential oils? Yeah, sure. So essential oils are, they are natural chemical compounds that are present in in plants. Um, they're mostly present in aromatic plants, you know, so any plant that you would naturally get a smell from get a fragrance from like a certain trees and and shrubs and bushes or, or flowers, anything that has an aroma to it, it has an essential oil. And so all that the essential oil is, is that extracted, Oil that comes from the plant, it, like in the case of citrus fruits, it's extracted from the rind because that's where those oil molecules are present. It's not a, it's not a very thick oil. It's very light. It's an aromatic oil, so it's not like olive oil or something thick and heavy and greasy like that. It's much lighter and um, evaporates more quickly than that. But essential oils in plants, what they do is they help that plant thrive in its environment. they protect it from predators, uh, you know warding off predators that might hurt the plant. They also attract pollinators so that the plant can reproduce. These ar- aromatic compounds that the plants put out really help that plant in so many different ways so that it can live and, and grow and reproduce. So even even trees like if a tree gets injured, It creates a type of sap to cover the injury, and that's basically the essential oil that one would extract from a tree. And so in our human body, it can have a very similar healing effect where it doesn't force change on our bodies the way that a pharmaceutical might, but it really just kind of helps bring your body back into balance. And a lot of the properties overlap, you know, because that's what the plant needs for its survival. So when you use it on your skin or in your body, you would uh, be able to get a lot of the same benefits that the plant would get from the oil. Thanks
0: for that explanation. When we talked, you mentioned your journey in personal growth to becoming this businesswoman. Can you talk a little bit about what that was like? Did you have any conversation? Like I'm not a business person. This is not my strength. Did you have to get over anything to get there?
2: Right. Yeah. Not in the beginning. It's funny because some of those thoughts actually came after in the beginning. I just jumped in because I think I loved the product so much and I felt the results. So that were, I felt so strongly that the results were so good that people would naturally love them and benefit from them. So A huge part of the reason I said yes was because I really felt like bringing this product to people would help them. And so it didn't feel like selling because it just felt more like sharing and uh, giving people some simple solutions for common problems that they might be having or just another tool. And so later on, I learned, well, you can just casually share like that. But if you really want to run a business, you kind of have to take it a little more seriously. And then I started realizing, okay, there are some hurdles to overcome mentally and emotionally. And, and people will certain some people will have a a stigma attached to network marketing that, you know, I hadn't even considered before. So it I had to, uh, shift my thinking from like oh everyone's just gonna love this it's gonna be great because I loved it to wait a minute not everybody's coming from the same place of open openness to this maybe somebody had a terrible experience with a network marketing company or even an essential oil they bought from the store that they you know was not used appropriately or was adulterated in some way and it gave them a bad reaction. And now they have this stigma. So I learned along the way how difficult it can be to really be in a mindset where you're respectful of others, you understand where they're coming from, um, and you really just have to respect that space and take take your time to build relationships. So it, it was a little bit surprising to me, but it was a great lesson to learn because I think that that can apply to any business is really that getting to know your customer understanding their needs first and where they're coming from as opposed to coming at it from a standpoint of what do I have to share with you and offer and why don't you love it you know (laughs) I don't understand makes no sense to me so that that was a shift I had to make along the way and I did grow a lot personally, like you mentioned in, in building relationships and, and not all of those relationships turned into customers, which I I'm grateful for because they, they didn't necessarily need to, to develop great relationships. You know,
0: you mentioned something that not all essential oils are created equally. Can you speak to that? Like, how do we know what's good and how do we actually use essential oils?
2: Right, so it's a little tricky because it's not a regulated industry. So there is not a governing body that checks and tests, like, you know, how the FDA verifies drugs and and things like that. Um, Well, there isn't anything like that for essential oils. And it's the same thing with supplements and even herbal teas and things like that. You'll see uh, that even if they have medicinal properties, they are not allowed to make claims about that or they may. They have to use very particular wording. Um, And so because it's not a regulated industry, literally anyone could produce a bottle of something and uh, call it an essential oil. They could could produce it in a lab um, because scientists have figured out how to copy the molecular structure of essential oils and just reproduce it in a lab for cheaper. Um, and then they can put that out and call it essential oil and they can even use words like pure They can use words um, even organic you, uh, a product only has to be 95% Organicly grown in order to receive that label So the other 5% of it can be a filler. It can be an additive It can be a synthetic fragrance to lift that scent so that it's more impactful for people um, there's really no way to know what you're getting when you're just buying and oil. And so it really is up to each individual company to put in the structure and the high standards for purity and quality and sustainability. Um, a lot of it, you know, there, there's a lot of deforestation going on in the world. And so you may find an essential oil bottle of a, of a particular plant that is endangered. And you don't know that, you know, as consumers, we just assume that what's on the shelf is safe or that it is what it says it is on the label. And so for me, when I saw that Young Living has the highest standards for sustainability in place, uh, so they do not participate in any deforestation, they put more into the earth than they take out, essentially, they have never... In the five years I've been with them, they've been around since 1995. They've never really produced anything for profit as the first component. It's always how can we help people with these aromatic plants. They've done a lot of scientific research. They, um, they have testing in place at every step of the, of the process so that even from the soil, um, they test it to ensure that it is pure, that it doesn't have, hasn't had any chemicals leached into it so the standards are extremely high and you can visit the farms they own their own farms they also partner with other farmers but those other farmers that they partner with have to adhere to the same strict standards and so they have this promise this guarantee in place called seed to seal where it's very clearly set out every step of the way so just a quick example of that is a in order to receive an organic label in the United States, you have to prove that the soil that a plant was grown in has been chemical-free for nine years. Young living standard is 50 years. Oh, wow. For the soil to be chemical-free for 50 years.
0: I did not actually know that.
2: So, it's, uh, so they just go way above and beyond even what those other standards are that we might think are so safe and, and fine. There's also ways to, you know, grow plants organically, and then adulterate them in the distillation process, adding solvents and things like that, or even something as simple as distilling at a very high temperature, which can destroy the therapeutic properties of the plants. It's much faster, and you're able to get a lot more oil out of a plant if you use high temperatures, but you will destroy those therapeutic properties, and so Young Living uses low low heat steam distillation, and every plant has a, its own ideal temperature for distillation. So it's not a one size fits all. Um, And they just are very meticulous about the technology they use and things are uh, weeded by hand. They don't allow tractors on the fields um, because of the, you know, the combustibles that can get on the plants. And so they're just so careful and very transparent about it as well. So I've been able to visit their farm in Utah, which is one of their main farms where they grow lavender and you can walk in any day of the week, Monday, well, now probably not so much because of uh, because of the pandemic, but before then, you could walk up to the farm, and they would pers- give you a personal tour anytime you wanted. You know, Monday through Friday, nine to five, you can show up at any of their farms around the world, and they will give you a tour of it. They'll show you how everything works, and so I think that that goes a long way, and also in the way I've seen them treat people. I've interviewed uh workers who are on the farm who have been there for 20 years and they say it's like living in paradise they just absolutely love working there they're treated well they're given lots of time off they're given lots of freedom they're paid very very well they have health benefits they're just very happy and grateful to be there and so all of that combined makes me go yeah there's no way I would ever use another brand and I've seen a lot of companies do different things that make them seem like as like they might be as pure as young living but i've never really seen any proof that that that's the case so i guess as for like business right now with
1: the pandemic and even i guess when we do come out of you know the situation that we're in now it's almost like business has forever changed or the way that we did business before has changed from how we're doing it now and how we're going to be doing it in the future. So I'm curious, how, how has business changed for you?
2: Business has definitely changed a little bit. I think that I'm very fortunate to be in a business that is highly adaptable and that I have the freedom to choose how I do my business. If I had decided to be a completely online business person, I could have been even before the pandemic or, you know, other people do it completely in person just by having coffee with friends and explaining to them how oils work and going about it one by one that way. Um, other people teach classes in group settings. So all of those things are great to do. And thankfully the technology we have with zoom calls and Facebook groups and different things like that it made, made it very easy for me to pivot from You know, obviously I'm not meeting friends for coffee necessarily or having a gathering in my home or invite 10 people over to talk about oils. So instead I'm doing it online. It's a little different because you can't pass out the oils and people can't smell them, you know. But I do have the ability to send samples through the mail um, uh, or if they're local, I can drop off something on someone's front porch, uh, little care packages. It's given me an opportunity to shift from um, being more business-minded to kind of seeing like, okay, who can I sort of talk to about oils and get them on board to more like, okay, this is a time where I can use the oils that I have to help people and to serve my community. So Young Living makes an amazing hand sanitizer and that they of course had to go full blown into producing thousands of units of it. So as soon as I'm able to get some more in, I quickly put some, I actually have some little tubes right here these little tiny tubes to hand out hand sanitizer to people in my uh, community, uh, healthcare workers, or people who work in the grocery store, or just wherever wherever I see a need, I have some tools that maybe can help people. And really, I don't even put a business card with them. I just hand them out, or I'll leave some outside my front porch. And if people are walking by, there's a note out there that says, you know, feel free to take one if you need it. And so we've been able as a team, you know, because it is really a team business, we have a lot of input from other people to listen to what the needs are. Are there local nurses who are really stressed out right now? We'll deliver some stress away to them, you know, which is an oil that helps with stress relief. So no, it's not going to end the pandemic. It's not going to change the way that we're doing business. But if it helps somebody, then we're doing that. And then later, there's going to be plenty of time for really business building and and things like that. So we just, I've been taking it one day at a time, trying to figure out what would be the most helpful for people and the most useful in these times. I've noticed in the last week or so, when I do host a Zoom class or a Facebook class, the the attendance has dwindled. And I think people are getting Zoom fatigue. Yes. Yes. That is, that is real. That is a thing. I think I may have
1: that. (laughs) I can relate. You
2: know, at first it was like, Oh great. I can wear my pajamas and jump in whenever I want. And you know, I don't have to put pants on and it's just going to be great. And after a few weeks, I think people are getting fatigued from that. So now I'm cutting back on all the virtual events I've been doing and trying to maybe, instead of do that, maybe send some more packages through the mail So that people can experience the oils or the products um, according to their needs. Yeah. So all of that happens at the end of, of several weeks or months of building a relationship. You know, I'm not sending random samples to people who've never talked to me or who've never asked about oils. It's it's people who I I know struggle with certain things. Then those are the oils that I might send for that person. You know. So just trying to take the time to individualize things and to care for people through my business. And I, I've seen that when I focus on that, the rest kind of falls into place and, uh, and it could be at a much later date. Right. So I'm not really focusing on business goals, so to speak. Um, You know, in young living, like in most network marketing companies, they have ranks that you can achieve, which unlock certain big bonuses or paychecks uh, pay levels and uh, I've found over these last five years that when I focused heavily on what rank am I reaching for next, that's the, those have been the most dysfunctional times in my business and in my home life. Um, and the times where I've really just focused on how to serve people without even thinking about what rank I'm going to be, those are the times where things have fallen into place a little more naturally. And, and it's been a lot less stressful that way too. So that's, that's how it's shifted. I think for me, of course, I'm not chasing down any live events like, Oh, is there a vendor event that I might be able to go set up? Right. A at? right. Is, yeah. That's changed. I, you know, I'm not spending my time doing that. And, and of course uh, community yoga is one event that we, that I consistently have done for the last three years um, where I've been the essential oil person there. Uh, we hand out cotton balls with essential oils they're very grounding and soothing for everyone in the practice and everybody really enjoys that. Well, of course, all of those events are canceled. So, so maybe, you know, focusing a little bit more on social media. Uh, I participated in a giveaway online this month. So, Yes, I wanted to win that giveaway. Was yeah. that the one through Adrian? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I was like, pick me. <laughs> it, was a good, it was a good one. It was yeah. all the local vendors, which, you know, was a great way to support those local businesses in a time where they can't do events. And I've spoken with other local businesses who are really struggling because they depended on those live events, those big, you know, music festivals or marathons or Just different things like that that bring lots of people to their table. And luckily, I didn't have much of a struggle in this shift because a lot of the resources I have are already online. Right.
1: I mean, I think that's what I took away from what you just said is it's so key to develop relationships, because that's what it's all about. You know, especially during this time, it's letting the people who um, you've established those relationships with, you know, letting them know that, listen, I'm here, whatever you need, you know, and serving the needs where they're at. So I love
2: that.
0: I also love how you spoke to being adaptable as well. Like it's the, it's not just the live events, right? It's being able to still send samples to friends based on conversations you've had and how you can meet needs in different ways. And that's such a need right now is that we are able to, to adjust because no, none of us could have foreseen where we are now back in January, not even in February, you know, and things change like that in life so quickly. So there's something to be said for being able to adapt and adjust.
2: Yeah, and especially when you hear the word no, you know, if you're you're trying to sell something, like I do sell a product, um, but I hear no sometimes. And I uh, was at a conference, it was a leadership conference, and the speaker talked about how every no should really be more of a catalyst for you to very quickly pivot and run to the next thing. Um, it sort of releases you from the the thing that you were trying to get done and hearing that no is sort of like okay now I can move on to the next thing and that really shifted my thinking from you know spending time dwelling on it what what did I do wrong did I say something yes did I go about it the wrong way I mean if there's a lesson to learn great but then move on quickly yeah I mean at warp speed to the next thing and that really is the best way to Stay consistent. Is I found is to just not give what seem like closed doors, um, not give them too much thought, and just keep moving on to the next thing. I think that's such an
0: important thing to learn. I I feel like I'm one of those people who can spend too much time staring at that closed door. Like, what did I do wrong? Yeah, as you said,
1: what? It's how did I drop to the ball? How
0: did I? You know, it's like move on to the next thing. Learn what there is to learn, and mm-hmm. move to the next. And thing. then move on. Yeah,
1: my forever lesson. <laughs> yeah, <I know. laughs>
0: Uh, I loved your example, too, of what you've been doing with giving sanitizer, just meeting needs even in your community during this time. It's been really great to see those kinds of stories online of creative ways that people are serving, um, giving value even at this time. But I noticed something where what your son, one of your sons was leading a webinar. So I'm like, you're not the only one out here (laughs) giving value. It seems like your kids are in the mix of this. And I, I think you said he
2: planned like his whole presentation he did yeah he loved what was that about yeah obviously they're they're all home right all our kids are home (laughs) all the time yes (laughs) all the time so uh my friend Tara who I still we still do a partner on a lot of things together we were thinking of ideas of how to just how to serve how to include the community, how to be inclusive of everyone. And we've been hearing a lot like, oh, I, I, I couldn't join that Zoom call because my kids were going crazy or, you know, homeschooling's nuts. And it's that, like that for us, too. And so we were like, what if we had a class for kids where the kids could be included, where they could bring their own recipes that they make up um, their own ideas about how they use oils, and they could just share with each other. And so we had it on a, um, I think it was a Monday or Tuesday morning at 10 o'clock. So it was kind of like school time, you know, and, hey, this could count as a math problem, if you count the number of drops or whatever, <laughs> or a science project or whatever. And so, but my son, Liam, who's uh, nine, he took it really seriously. And he really, he spent the Sunday before creating uh, his script for what he was going to say, which diffuser blends he was going to share with the class and uh, writing them down. And he had it all, all planned out. And it was really cool. He really, he talked a lot about how oils help calm him when he's frustrated. He mentioned some diffuser blends that he made up on his own that uh, he really, that we all really enjoy. He's kind of in charge of the diffuser these days because wow. It's one less thing I, you know, I have to do. I love having it on, but sometimes I'm just, I have so many things. I'm like, Liam, go, go do the diffuser. And then he, he picks out some oils and sometimes it smells great. So uh, sometimes it doesn't He <laughs> put it on the diffuser one time. And that was, that was not. <laughs> Sorry, what did he put it in the diffuser? Oregano.
0: Oh yeah. That's a spicy one. <laughs> He's like, well, I thought it was pine and
2: I, I wasn't sure. Anyway, it was really funny. We had to go through a day of. Oregano, Oregano. yeah, Yeah. that's funny. But yeah, I mean, we just, I always try to think of ways to include people who maybe feel excluded in some way, you know? And even guys, like last night we did a video for our team and I was gonna do it on my own and kind of send the kids up to bed. And then I thought, you know what? Why don't um, don't I include my husband in this? He uses oils all the time. And so he kind of took over the video and talked about how he uses oils for relieving stress and helping him come to situations in a more humble way and just all these different things that I wouldn't have brought to the table if I just done the class myself. Uh, So one of the things that I've learned the most that have really impacted me is that there really is a place for everyone in this environment where we're sharing about wellness and and self-care that everyone's voice needs to be heard, not just mine, not just, you know, the big leaders who do this as a business, but really anybody. So I always invite people to share their own experiences too, because so many other people can learn from that. You mentioned a couple of times, just,
0: I mean, we're all in, again, these interesting times, right? How have you been using oils differently for support during this time? And what are some of the superstars that have risen to the top during this time?
2: Yeah. So I've leaned into oils a lot lately for emotional support. There's an oil blend called joy that is very floral lifting. Um, it's kind of strong. So I like to cut it with lemon or peppermint or both.
0: That's what I'm diffusing. You gave me that idea. Sorry yeah. to jump in
2: there, but yeah. I just keep going to that one um, because it's fresh. It's It's kind of uplifting. um, And that's been helpful, especially on like rainy days or, you know, it's hard when you're confined to your house and you also can't go outside because it's bad weather or something like that. And it really does affect my mood. I was also struggling a lot with seasonal pollen uh, during the month of March and early April. So lavender helps me a lot with that. And so I've been, you know, just trying to remind myself to use them because that's what they're there for. So, uh, And then for immune system support, of course, we use a blend called Thieves. Um, We add oregano and lemon to that and dilute it with uh, carrier oil and roll that on our spines once a day. Um, bottoms of the feet work well too especially if you don't like the smell of an oil you can put it on the bottoms of your feet and it will still be absorbed into your bloodstream and work really well but you don't have to have it up by your nose all the time Um, and so thieves oregano there's I think I mentioned before a a oil called dorado azul uh, which is really great for respiratory health so we're trying to be mindful of how we're supporting our respiratory health right now when we're healthy. So we're trying to get outside and uh, get a little bit of cardio work into our bodies so that our lungs are working harder than usual so they can get stronger. Right. Um, And so I'm trying to encourage the boys to go for runs and things like that. And then peppermint is also really great for respiratory health. It can help um, increase the oxygenation in your blood. So when you are going on a run or doing any kind of exercise, if you put a little peppermint on your chest, uh, it can really help your endurance. So things like that. And, uh, it really day by day, it changes, uh, that I have had some moments of anxiousness in going to the grocery store or public places. Um, and so there's a blend called Valor that is really great for helping to calm nerves and just give you feelings of courage, um, and empowerment. So I'll put a little bit of Valor on my mask uh, before I walk into the store so I can smell it as I walk through the store, uh, or thieves on my mask as well to help just add another layer of protection against germs. Uh, and to, to keep supporting your immune system as you go through the day, if you go out into a public place and things like that, uh, the mask for me is not a pleasant thing to wear, but we are wearing it. And so I'm putting, I'm using my oils a lot to keep it clean, to keep it disinfected and to, um, and to help. It's like a little diffuser over my face. I can put a hole on it and just inhale it as I walk through the store. So, uh, I would say that's how I've used oils most recently is things like uh, stress relief, immune system, and respiratory support.
1: You kind of touched upon, um, this before as far as value. Um, and serving others during this time and not necessarily um not necessarily looking at your business at you know what rank you mentioned that um when you focused on that actually that's when you you know got even more um stressful or more anxious or you know your business didn't do as well um One of my favorite quotes, actually from an interior designer, I love this, um, and I have it up in my office because I I have to see it every day. Um, She says, you need to create something of value, something that you are passionate about that solves a problem that lights you up um, when you do it. And it seems that um, serving others with essential oils is just that for you. Can you kind of um, speak to how you feel like you bring value to your clients and your community?
2: Yeah, I think uh, the number one way would be to be a good listener and a good friend to them and an, an open ear for people. And some people come to essential oils for something as simple as I just want to smell nice I want my home to smell nice I don't really care about the wellness part or the immune system or the or the not that they don't care about their immune system but I don't, they don't necessarily go to oils for that use or right. for cleaning their home and things like that they're just interested in something really simple so then I can approach that person with Tools and resources that meet their needs that aren't going to overwhelm them with too much information about something else. So, uh, and I think that goes a long way in building trust and building respect when, when people come to you and they know you're not going to uh, overload them with information and sales and promotions and things that don't really uh, fit into their lifestyle. But also just realizing that we go through seasons, and rather than trying to balance every little thing in life, I'm, I'm trying to focus more on uh, seasons. You know, we're in a season right now where it, it doesn't make sense to do certain things or to approach relationships in certain ways. And so, you know, that's okay. It's, it, this is a season and it will pass. And then there will be a season, right now, it's a season for me to spend a lot of time with my kids. And mm-hmm. so I'm trying to make that worthwhile so that they can look back on this time and not think like, oh, my mom just kept shutting the door on me and working because she was so busy trying to build her business that she, you know, wasn't able to really be with me during this time. So I've tried to be really flexible with things like that. But I do think I, that I serve people by just being there for them and by not judging where they come from, there are people on my team who use oils in certain ways and that's okay. Some people still use bleach and Lysol and all these different things that I don't use in my home because I feel like they're really toxic and I've found natural ways to achieve the same result. Mm-hmm. So, But I would never uh, judge somebody who does use those products because that's what makes them feel safe. And so I've really been able through through a lot of, uh, not just like I wasn't naturally this way, I don't think, but I've come to a place through a lot of personal development where I can really respect where people come from so that I don't take things personally. I don't judge where they come from. And so when people come to me with a question, uh, I've the feedback I've gotten was that they feel comfortable that I will answer it in a way that I'm not trying to get anything from them. I'm just trying to help them out. So in a way that slowed down my business a little bit because I'm not always running after every single thing, trying to maximize what I can get out of every relationship. I'm just trying to be, you know, focus more on who I'm being in a relationship than what, you know, what that relationship could lead to. Um, And so then, like I said before, things will fall into place naturally.
1: Yeah, that's key. I feel like that makes for a sustainable business too.
2: Yeah, that's what I've seen for sure. Um, although in any business, you are going to have attrition and you're going to have people you know, who, who shift just, they go through different seasons where they're not focused on this. I've had people who get very excited about oils for a year or two, and then all of a sudden they just disappear. Um, and so then just being relational with those people is always good because even if they never come back to oils, that's still a person that, you know, might need a friend or might just need to know that you're there for them and they mm-hmm. don't they don't necessarily need to buy anything from you for you to be there for them. So then, you know, if a few years down the road, they want to get back into it, they'll feel comfortable doing that, you know, instead of going somewhere else.
1: Yeah. I am curious just hearing you kind of talk about your team because any business is it's difficult, right? Um, There's a lot of challenges and there's some days you wake up and you're like, I just don't feel like doing this. Um, So I guess what keeps you going? Especially when you don't feel like it. Yes.
2: Especially when I don't feel like it is the knowledge that I have the freedom to, to if I need to take that time to own it and to be respectful of my own feelings too and say, I'm going to take this day or this week and just not do any of my business stuff, you know, like there's certain things that I have the freedom to do or or not do. And that's really helpful knowing that. Um, I think I've been an employee for, I had been an employee for many years where, you know, you you didn't get paid if you didn't show up to work uh, with network marketing, you, you continue to get paid over the work you've done in the past. And so if you do need to take a season or a time away from it, you're able to do that nobody will fire you and when you come back you'll be refreshed and what i've found because the culture that we've fostered in our team is that of compassion and inclusivity and and just togetherness and 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 collaboration when people do go through life circumstances where they really aren't able they don't have the bandwidth to add one more thing to their list when they do come back we always embrace them with open arms, like, hey, it's so good to see your face around here. Um, what, what have you been up to? And things like that, rather than like, oh my gosh, I can't believe this person hasn't even touched the business for six months or whatever. And so they can pick it back up. And, and so I feel like I have that same freedom uh, to, to really weave it into my life in a way that feels good. And most businesses aren't like that. You know, if I had a brick and mortar, a coffee shop or a place where I had to open the doors every day and serve people, um, I wouldn't be able to take that kind of time to recover or to uh, recharge myself the way that I do with the, an at-home business like this. So I think the the biggest hurdle is guilt over things like that, you know, mentally, like, do I feel guilty for not working, not connecting with my team today? And so those are just issues that I have to deal with for myself, you know, to remind myself and and say, no, this is this is good. It's good to take this time away if you need it. And then, you know, you always have a good, solid support system to come back to.
0: So one of the things we talk about a lot are just schedules, right? So I'm sure that now that the whole family's home, your schedule and your life is different because you're running Zooms, not just for yourself but for the kids to do work. Do you tend to have a way, I guess, was there a way either pre-pandemic that you worked your business where, okay, 10 to 12, I'm making calls. Like, Have you ever been that structured of a person or is your style with your business different than that?
2: It wasn't necessarily that structured hour by hour, but I did, of course, when the kids were at school, I had a lot more time to dedicate to my business uninterrupted. And so I did, I would say, I'm going to sit down for three hours and, you know, work on as much as I can in those three hours. Sometimes going to a coffee shop helped because I would get out of my house and not have (laughs) other things interrupting me, chores and things like that. But yeah, structuring has is, is very helpful when you have an at-home business because you don't have a boss. So there's like an upside to not having a boss and a, and a schedule that you have to adhere to. But then there's also the other side of it, which is it can, you can very easily, uh, (laughs) Just not have any structure and then uh, not get anything done. So there is a benefit to having some structure there in certain days of the week. You know, I had a, a day that I volunteered at the school, which was Mondays, and then Tuesdays I would try to work on my business and then you know things like that. And then if I had signed up for any event like the community yoga or another vendor event, of course that was on the calendar as as a firm date, so it wasn't something that was flexible. So I would I would uh, communicate communication with um, my family has always been important. Even, you know, to do this podcast here, I let them know a day ahead of time, this is happening tomorrow. I'm going to need, you know, an hour of uninterrupted time and let my husband know to be aware of it too, in case anything came up. And so we all kind of have to work together with each other schedules. My husband works from home as well. And so we are already used to having to be respectful of his space his quiet you know if he's on calls and things like that so it wasn't too much of a stretch really to say to the kids okay well now now you have to kind of do the same for me but but it is more flexible if I'm on a zoom call about oils and they pop in it's fine you know most of the people I'm talking to have the same situation so I don't feel like it's it's as much of an intrusion as it would be you know maybe for my husband if he's unimportant conference call or something with you know his boss. I mean I have so much flexibility with that and freedom that yes structure helps, but um, right now uh, there's not much structure at all. I mean I've tried to schedule the Zoom calls and things like that in the evenings, which typically the kids are you know in bed and so 8 p.m, 8 30 seems like a good time. Lately they've been pushing it to (laughs) nine and things like that. So the Zoom calls sort of been a little bit more hectic to get on. Um, so we're probably going to shift that around um, soon to to accommodate people who have different schedules too.
0: Yeah. I think grace is so important during this time <laughs> to know that you can have one plan and it could totally work out completely differently. Mm-hmm.
1: That's absolutely right. right. Yeah. And it sounds like my household a little bit. I have two little ones, a nine-year-old and a five-year-old. So yeah, it's a lot of, okay, after they go to bed, catching up on mm-hmm. certain things. So yeah. I can definitely relate. I have a question. So most of our listeners are kind of in that phase of, you know, whether they should pursue their passion. Maybe some of them are trying to figure out, you know, what they're passionate about, what they should be doing. Some of them are already business owners that have taken that leap. I guess, what insights or what advice would you give for people who are not sure what they should be doing? Like we hear a lot about follow your passion, follow your passion. But for you, what do you feel like that means? And how does one discover that passion? Right.
2: That's a really great question. That I don't think I would have been able to answer that if I hadn't gone through so many of these, like reading reading and spending time trying to kind of rediscover myself and what I love to do and what parts of myself do I think I can bring to others in a good way. The overarching theme I would point to is that you, whatever your talents and your skills and your gifts are, those are needed. So it's just a question of finding out for yourself what those are, what do you love to do? Like, what would you do even if you didn't get paid to do it? What What did you love to do when you were 10 years old that if you had all the free time in the world, that's what you would spend your time doing? And then how can you apply that to your adult life? You know, sometimes the hardest experiences we've gone through Things like addiction, divorce, depression, these are really difficult topics. These are difficult things to go through, but sometimes your hardest stories can become someone else's inspiration. So really digging deep and being able to be vulnerable and authentic when you speak to people from a place of understanding, no matter what you're driven to do, And then just to really remind yourself that your voice needs to be heard in one way, shape or form. So whether you're a writer or you are creating a product, you know, to sell, or you have a website that you're trying to drive people to, it takes time and patience, but really just focusing on, like you said, how do you find out what your passions are? You really do have to dig a little bit and figure out what what do you love to do like I said if you had no limits what would you be spending your time on and how can you take that passion and use it to serve others because if you can take those gifts and apply them to helping other people there's bound to be a something in there um, that can help somebody
1: I love that yeah Mm self-discovery and how to use it to help others yeah thank you for that
0: so the writer and me has to follow up on the question about the using your voice. You've said that a couple of times about how everyone's voice is essential in the conversation. What, how would you describe your voice?
2: I guess I would say I'm pretty easygoing and I'm pretty relaxed. And when I talk to people, and, and that's what I feel that that's the energy I bring to a conversation is just like the the voice of calm and. And uh, I've been told many times that I react very calmly to moments of crisis. I lived in a household where uh, it was, there, were, there was like one crisis after another, and, and, or it seemed that way. That was sort of the energy in the house. And I felt a little at a lot of times growing up like I had to be the voice of, like, like someone's got to be the calm one, you know? So I developed this sense of calm energy, which isn't always the case you know sometimes i do get frustrated with my kids or with a situation um and break down a little bit but generally in in relationships i tend to like to keep things really calm and peaceful and harmonious and so i've heard the feedback i've gotten from a lot of people is that when they talk to me they get a sense of just that calm energy and so when i talk about oils i'm not jumping up and down excited about it like other people are some people are doing dance videos about them some people are we did that video with my husband yesterday, and he was like shouting. He was so excited. I was like, "You're shouting! What? Hold on! Shout about this, you know." But that's just me trying to, you know, always like keep things cool. <laughs> it, he was just excited about what he was talking about, and he has that kind of energy where he's very uh, dynamic and and can be a loud talker, and and so I'm just and for some people, I think that's what they respond to really well and they want to hear and they want to follow people who are very uh very excitable and things like that and then for me I'm just over here like talking in a normal <laughs> not, not normal like I'm, I'm a, maybe I'm a little monotone I don't know but uh so if there's anything I can really bring it's just just that sort of chill energy of like I'll meet you where you are, no worries. You want to buy something cool. If not, that's okay too. Let's just have some coffee or a glass of wine together and not worry too much about it. Right. a lot going on in the world. And uh and so building up expectations about how things are gonna go is is has proven to me to be uh, not really worthwhile. So um so yeah, uh, it's natural for people to uh, to go through different moods and and phases. But um, if I can approach relationships from a place of calm, then I think that's something I can bring to the table that maybe they're looking for. Very
0: cool, and I can definitely co-sign the your calm energy. Um, and you just have this. Even via text, I felt like that was that was evident even before we ever spoke voice to voice. Like you have this, just kind of like. All right, this we'll figure it out. Kind of sense. Even I realized looking through the history of our chats that I had contacted you. I don't even know how we started talking, but I was talking to you in the middle of my dad struggling with some health challenges, which your dad can relate to as well. And you were just so quick to share what your dad had gone through. You then talked to your dad to see if you know if he would be willing to talk to my dad. And you just have this sense of like, we will figure whatever it is out we don't have like, we'll figure it out. And we can do that calmly and from a place of peace. So as someone who tends to have probably more of your husband's energy, naturally, I love them like, oh, which is probably part of why he loves you. He's like, I need some of that to balance this out. But, um, but anyway, I love that. And you just have that sense of we'll figure it out. Uh, I appreciate your voice for sure. I I can get worked up as just happens internally. (laughs) (laughs) I think we all can get worked up, right? So, before we wrap, I have two questions I'm burning to ask you. I'd love for you to share actually how you met my other, my imaginary BFF. So you're no longer my imaginary BFF. We're now real BFFs. And um, how you met Adrian? I love the story, and I think there's something to learn. Just as businesswomen, there's a story there. And also, you have all these oils that you know and love. If you had to be on like a deserted island or um, stranded there, and you could only have I don't want to make you say one, maybe just three oils, which ones would they be? Because you know how hard it is to pick. (laughs) It is so hard. Like maybe three, maybe five.
2: (laughs) Uh, Well, the Adrian story real quick, uh, I was looking to ways to help my back because I was having, I had a back injury and I've had some issues with healing from it and kind of recurring back injury where it gets tweaked very easily. And so uh, I had tried a yoga class about now, now it's been about 13 years ago and uh it didn't really go very well i felt uncomfortable i didn't know how to do it right i wasn't even using the right kind of yoga mat like i just felt very out of place but of course i knew uh that it's good for you yoga is a good thing to do for your body uh, for your mind all these different benefits to it so uh i wasn't negating the benefit of it i just felt like i tried it it wasn't for me and but here I was, ten years later, uh, getting a massage for my back injury from a physical therapist, and she mentioned, "Hey, have you have you been doing any yoga? I think that might really help your injury to heal and to maintain, you know, the integrity of your spine and uh, things like that." So I said, "You know, I did, but I just didn't think it was for me anyway." It put the thought into my head that I really needed to revisit this. You know, I'm ten years older now. There's got to be a way to do it that doesn't feel like you're just totally a fish out of water, you know? So I was talking to a friend and she said, oh, well, there's a YouTube channel that you can follow where they have these yoga videos and they're, you know, yoga for your hips or yoga for lower back pain. And, you know, they're targeted for different areas or different um, needs and they're pretty short. Some of them are like only six minutes long and you could just do it at home. And it just dawned on me like, well, duh, that's a smart way to start. I don't have to walk into a yoga studio and feel intimidated uh, or confused. And I can start that way. And then if I get into it and I really like it, then I can maybe go and take a class. So I, and then i kind of forgot about it, asked her again, she told me who the person was and it's Adrian Mishler, Yoga with Adrian on YouTube. So I went to YouTube, I looked it up. Did, did two or three of the videos, and I loved it so much because it did exactly what she said. It wasn't intimidating, it was easy to follow, um, and, and I felt better after doing it. So at the end of one of those videos, she mentioned the weather, in Austin. And it was the first time I realized she was actually in Austin as well. So I thought, well, that's a neat connection there. And then immediately I thought, I wonder if Adrienne uses essential oils because essential oils had, had already infiltrated almost every part of my life at that point. And I thought, and these go hand in hand with yoga. They are such a great, uh, boost to your yoga practice. They can really help, uh, enhance it just deepen your practice. Um, in so many different ways. So, and I was exploring that too. So I reached out to Adrian and her assistant got back to me and said, they were actually looking for a Young Living vendor to attend an event that they were doing locally uh, where it was sort of the end of her roadshow, her tour. And could I be there? And so of course I said, yes. And it it was a really great, that was about three years ago. And it was a great beginning of a friendship and a relationship we've had since then where, I ha, uh, she invited me to do some videos on her private channel, like you mentioned, um, and she was really open to me as a person, um, which was really, really nice uh, because Adrienne takes a lot of care in selecting vendors and things like that, that she feels that she can trust. And, and I uh, was honored that I was a part of that and that I continue to be. So we do the community yoga events together every, almost every month. Of course, we haven't been able to do those recently. But it's nice to know that there is a local community of yoga people who come together. And then what I would say as far as the business aspect of that is, of course, it opened a lot of doors for me through social media and and adding followers and things like that. But but uh, and also at her events, you know, she's very generous and she encourages people to come up and talk to me at the events, which I'm really thankful for. Um, but it all happened because I just took a chance and sent an email one day, and I really didn't expect anything was com- going to come from it. Um, I know that she's a big deal. Um, I mean, I would, if I emailed Matthew McConaughey right now, I don't think I would get a response. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I still think you should try. I <laughs> mean, maybe, maybe, maybe this is the lesson. I need to start emailing all the celebrities. But, um, but she... They replied right away and they were looking for exactly what I was providing. And I spoke with her assistant a few months later and she said to me that really it happened by chance. Um, She told me, she was very frank and honest with me. And she said, if you had sent this email just about on any other day or any other time, if we hadn't been looking for someone at that moment, I probably would have ignored your email because we get so many requests every day from different companies trying to sell their products, you know, through us, trying to get us to promote their products. We have, we hear it so much. I mean, hundreds of companies approach them daily to uh, seek some sort of promotion. And so she said, I probably wouldn't have been able to even respond to your email, but it just so happened that that day we, she had mentioned to me that we were looking for an essential oil vendor and that Adrian said, I will only accept someone who is with Young Living because those are the oils that she trusts. And so she said, you know, that's just a lesson to always, you know, go for something, even if you think it's so far-fetched and it's so out there that it could never happen. You just never know when that person is going to be in the right place to say yes.
0: I love that story. Thank you for sharing that. And lastly, if you had to have
2: just three oils. Just three oils. Uh, Frankincense would be my top one. I'm obsessed Uh, with Frank. It just makes me feel so good and calm and relaxed. And it also has a lot of other benefits for immune system. It has benefits for respiratory support, skin. Mm -hmm. So uh, it is a very healing oil. And it's been around for thousands of years now. So uh, frankincense is one I would go to for just about anything. And then probably lavender too. They call it the Swiss army knife of oils. oils, right. Like when in doubt, use lavender. You just, it it has so many overlapping properties that can be good in many different ways. So if I'm ever struggling with seasonal pollen issues or um, emotional or having a hard time sleeping, lavender is always a good go-to and it's a simple oil. And then, gosh, so those are two single oils, frankincense and lavender. But then if there were a blend that I couldn't live without, I would say probably there's an oil that came out a couple years ago they put together. It's called Higher Unity. I don't know if you've smelled that
0: one. No, I have not.
2: Higher Unity is really nice. It just smells so good. And it always puts me in that mindset. I try to, you know, these oil, the blends that are created uh, at Young Living are done Very purposefully, and so when I think of higher unity and I smell it, I think about being more united with humanity and bringing people together, and so that always makes me feel good.
0: Wow! Yeah, that's an oil we need, and what a note to end on! (laughs) Thank you so so much, Satya, for your time. Thanks for joining us. Thank you for just sharing your story and
2: your voice and your insight with us. This has been great. This has been so fun. I really appreciate it. And I loved um, meeting both of you and just hope to continue that friendship. And then when we can travel, maybe we can actually meet up in person. Yes.
0: I know we're both dying to come to Austin. So yeah, (laughs) we will be there. (laughs) Thank you again. Thank you. Have a great day. We shall. You too. Take care.
1: So I really enjoyed that interview. I'm so happy that we had Stafia on the show. I realized when we were
0: done that we didn't get to talk about our relationship to essential oils. Are you, have you been using any? Have you been using more during this time? Where are you in this whole thing?
1: Yeah, so we're really big into essential oils in our household. I have to say I've been using it primarily for aromatherapy. Mm-hmm. Each of the kids have a diffuser in their rooms and, and then also we put it in our like purification system for, to clean the air. Like we use tea tree a lot for purifying. And I know we've used it in spray bottles just to kind of, especially when all of this was going on as a, um, like an antibacterial, I guess, instead of like Lysol.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: But yeah, so we used it for a lot of, you know, cleaning purposes. Aromatherapy was huge. Like, I love she talked about lavender oil, love lavender oil. It's probably one of my favorites. Mm -hmm. And I use it time to time, like on my body. Like, for example, I know I've used peppermint oil on my temples. Like, if I have a headache, I have used, yeah, there's just so many. I have used, what else have I used? Let's see, thinking, I don't have them in front of me, but like tea tree again is another one. Like if I have like an infection or not infection, but like, you know, if I have something on my skin that I just want to kind of, s- yeah. If I have like a scrape or something like that. No, it does like tea tree is intense. Like it can burn a little bit, but yeah. And then eucalyptus is great just for like, even putting like a little bit under the nose. If I'm happy, I, we use that for Ethan a lot. Cause he gets congested sometimes. So yeah. Mostly for, I would say mostly for aromatherapy, some cleaning purposes, and some like on our body. Okay. I've used it, well, I use oils
0: a lot in general. I know.
1: Yeah, I know you use your essential oil person.
0: I've been using them mostly for immune boosting. So I've been ingesting the ones that are safe to ingest, clearly oregano oil, thieves, lemon, have been taking a lot of those either in my tea or in capsules, just to keep my immune system boosted. Do a lot of aromatherapy, diffuse every night just to sleep, cedar wood, bergamot, those kinds of things. And started using other things, the respiratory ones a lot. So eucalyptus is one I never paid any attention to, but I've been diffusing that a lot during this time. Just trying to keep my respiratory health where it should be. I've been using also this thing called ruta rudavala, I think no not rutavala. I cannot I'm, I'm literally blanking on its name as I dig for it, but it's basically the oil. So if you think of the smell of VIX and what that smells like VIX Vaporub, like the oil that gives that strong smell, I have that oil. And so I use that also in my diffuser just for respiratory health. So I've been doing a lot of diffusing, a lot of just mood-boosting oils, and a lot of immune-boosting oils as well. And for all the, you know, spraying down all the things. I've been using Feeves Cleaner as a non-toxic, but frankly more effective cleaner than some of the Lysols and Co. So right. using those, yeah, have definitely been oilier than usual. during Than the usual, season, yeah. For sure.
1: <laughs> um, so with that, I guess with our show wrapping up, who would you take out for a cup of tea or a cup of coffee?
0: So... My person this week is none other than, drum roll, yes,
1: drum roll, please,
0: <laughs> Trevor Noah. Um, love him for about a thousand million he is amazing billion skajillion reasons, and um, he has been one of my besties during during COVID. He has entertained us all and kept us informed via his social, what is he calling it? His social distancing show and have, you know, so I've been watching him on Instagram as he's has taken his daily show to he's re- taken to reporting it in a hoodie from his couch and <laughs> has been doing that for many weeks now. But a story came out of how he has been paying the fu- furloughed workers of the daily show out of his own pocket. Wow. And so I loved Trevor before uh, that moment cemented the fact that he's my destiny and that we're going to get married. So anyone who's listening to this who knows Trevor Noah, DM you me, up. call me, email <laughs> me, work this out. If Megan could, could marry Prince Harry, you see where I'm going with this, guy. Yeah, guys. why not? Um, I mean, this is not even a, that big of a leap, right? You guys like, are from the African same continent. Like, like,
1: you guys have a lot in common.
0: I know we have mutual friends. Like, Trevor's actually, like accessible. But anyway, anyone who really knows him who has Trevor in your phone book, call a sister, hook (laughs) it up. But anyway, back to the point, however, I would take Trevor out for whatever he wants to drink, because he's been, I think he's used his platform to really to serve, to encourage, to entertain, inform so many of us during these times. And so for that we're grateful and I look forward to hanging Trevor. Cheers. (laughs)
1: cheers I would take out I guess this is both of us have men for kudos I would take out Jordan and I'm going blank on his last name and I don't want to mispronounce it but he is one of the co-owners from one of my favorite spots in Philly because I love candles wax and wine
0: Yes. We had he, your birthday if, there once. I
1: had my birthday party there a couple years ago and he's just amazing. And I love, love, love candles. And we were talking about essential oils and all of his candles are one made with coconut wax. And when you make your own candles, you blend, I mean, when you make your own candle, you blend the different oils. And so at this time, I really wanted just to I wanted to send some special gifts to some special people and can, I love candles. So I wanted to share something encouraging and I gave him a list of all the different personalities of the people I wanted to send them to. And he literally made custom blend scents for me and we packaged them and he you know made custom labels with my names like it was just it was it was amazing yeah so I was so happy that I was able to support another small business owner and yeah shout out to Jordan from Philly's Own Wax and Wine and Society Hill I guess it's yeah it's like 10th and Pine so yeah but they're amazing so very cool
0: Well, with that, I guess we are done with this episode. Thank you all for listening. You know where to find us, wherever you listen to podcasts. That's Spotify, Apple, Google, iHeartRadio, apps, et cetera, et cetera. Anywhere you find podcasts, basically, we're there. Listen, share, subscribe, subscribe. write a review.
1: Until next time. (laughs) Bye. Bye.